Hi, I'm Misty. And I'm Gina. We are both working moms who were unexpectedly thrust into the path of entrepreneurship. In this journey of transitioning from W-2 to entrepreneur, we found each other. Now, together, we are learning and discovering all that is required to achieve success, not only as entrepreneurs, but also in all the roles we serve as women. This experience has taught us that life is not meant to be lived or experienced in a silo, and that it takes a tribe to support one another. We invite you to join us as we laugh, love, and cry our way through all the lived experiences and lessons learned. And most importantly, we invite you to plug into a place where you'll find inspiration, love, and support. Explore healthy boundaries, understand accountability, and gain the knowledge of how your life truly can be anything you decide. There will be stories of failure and triumphs, highs and lows, and everything between. And in these stories, we are sure you will find lots of aha moments, expanded awareness, and shifts in perceptions. So bring your favorite gardening tool as we sow the seeds of sisterhood. Hey, welcome back. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sowing the Seeds of Sisterhood. We are so excited to have you join us for episode three. Um, Yeah, so you guys are with us from the beginning, and we're really excited and grateful that you're here and appreciate your patience as we um, find our way through this new adventure that is podcasting and is a part of this, this community that we're looking to build and um, this this expansion of my desire to provide guidance and support as I help people reconnect and remember who and what they really are, connect to their inner healer, connect to their gifts and their passions and to take their life to the next level. So again, I'm glad to have you here and I'm so glad that Gina is here. It's a treat that she is here and doing this today. She is a trooper. She is not feeling well. I, I'm Gina. not. You might you might hear the little nasally um, difference in my voice. Um, and hopefully I can keep that under control yeah. um, because I will be talking a lot in this one um, and sharing some of my personal experiences um, that kind of may hit home for you, may not hit home for you. Uh, yeah, you may relate to what uh, I'm going through and you may not. So whatever it is in any kind of different way, then we'll see. So when we left off last time, we were talking about that in this episode, um, we would dive more into the challenges of finding and connecting with your tribe and being supported. And it took us a minute to get back around to recording this episode three Um, But as always, it is so divinely timed because the experience that we want to share with you and really the profound awareness that came out of that experience for both of us that we really feel like all of you will relate to um, just tie it in perfectly. I love it when um, when spirit does that. It's pretty amazing. So I'm going to jumpstart us off by asking you the question of when we talk about um, having support. And then you talked about in the last episode, how hard it can be to let people help you mm-hmm. and that people, you know, people mean well, mm-hmm. but sometimes the, sometimes the approach actually makes it worse. So can you talk and share with our audience about what you've been going through and, and kind of what you were experiencing and. Yeah. So we talked about a little bit about it, um, before, but to, um, just, 
revisit that. Um, the experience I'm going through right now is I'm going through a divorce. Um, so there's a lot of challenges with my kids and, um, getting them adjusted to this new life, this single mom life, um, and single dad life. Um, and just being in separate households. Also, um, I lost my corporate job in 2022 <laughs> around the same time that Misty did. Um, and sort of, uh, being pushed into, um, after a lot of different applications to companies and that not working out, um, being pushed into entrepreneurship and, you know, the struggles and the wins that go along with that. It's not all struggles, but right now it's, you know, it hasn't been easy. Um, you know, not knowing when you have like a paycheck, mm -hmm. you know, when I had it every week now, it's like maybe once or twice a month, yeah. um, <clears throat> being a graphic designer and contractor, you know, I have small jobs here and there, uh, but it has been a struggle. And, uh, what we're here to talk about today is how do you approach those people when you know that they're not going through a good time? Do you say like a lot of the times, uh, you know, Missy will say, or somebody will want to check in on me and whether it's family or whatever, and they'll say, how are you? Like, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. And I even do it. And I'm just like, my, my natural response is I'm not okay. Like yeah. it's not okay. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, what was interesting is I knew as I was reaching out to check in, as I was texting, you know, the good morning and as I was texting the, the, how are you or how are things going? It didn't feel good to me to text those things and to text it in that way. But it took me a minute to wrap my head around why that didn't feel good. Yeah. And we, we really, I'm not even sure now how we ended up in this in-depth conversation about supporting you. But I think, I think what happened is you had had a day where you had told me it had not been a good day. You yeah. were feeling extra spicy. And at this point, like mm -hmm. I've seen spicy Gina, but <laughs> I had not seen this level of spice. <laughs> and I was, um, you know, I was like hiding behind the bush, like thinking, was it safe to come out? I'm not sure what's going yeah, on. Yeah, you were the gifts. Yeah. The gifts was like SpongeBob, like peeking through the <laughs> hole, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Even like when, you know, you're in that mindset where you just want to curl up in a ball and like not do anything or talk to anybody that actually made me smile a little bit. I was like, Oh God, am I that spicy? Like you can tell from that far away. And so what I ended up doing was I actually sent, how are you question mark and immediately followed that up with, because I had this realization that I know the answer to that question. Why am I asking that? Why am I sending that? So I immediately sent, let me rephrase that. Are you feeling more spicy or less spicy? <laughs> where are you on this scale? And it ended up being this profound moment for us where we had this A conversation. Yes. And I ended up calling her because, um, you know, in the beginning, when somebody's asking you, how are you? And you're just, your normal response when things are okay, are okay, or I'm fine. Or if you don't want to get into it, you know, you say you're good. And you really have to get to that point. And I'm sure some of you have experienced this where you're so 
not okay, that you have to admit to yourself first that I'm not okay. And then that gives you the permission to say it out loud um, or to that person, like, I'm not okay, but I know you can't fix it. I know I'm not asking you to fix it, but this is just how I'm feeling today. Um, so with that, like her asking me, are you less spicy or more spicy? I was like, wow, that's like, that makes me feel better about how I want to respond. Um, and I think that you've also used, are you, where are you on the Richter scale today? Yeah. Which also makes me feel better about how I want to respond. And it makes me really feel like, you know, it makes me really feel heard and also, you know, know that she already knows that I'm not okay. Yeah. You know, at that time. Yeah. And and I think it's so. important for us to mention, you know, we're going to talk about some of the things that we've learned, some lessons that we're going to outline that we've learned. And, you know, before we, we jump into that, you know, one of the biggest things that we learned was it's okay not to be okay. Mm -hmm. That being said, we are really in this moment talking about those that we love, that we know are facing challenges, but they're getting through it, right? They're facing these challenges. We know things are difficult or hard and that they're not okay, but we also want to make sure that, that we understand that that we differentiate and let you guys know that we understand the difference between what Gina's describing here about like, seriously, you we're, we've become best friends. You know, what's going on in my life. Why in the world would you ask me, how are you? Or are you okay? You know, the answer to both of those. Why are you asking me that? Especially when you're, you're feeling extra spicy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't ask that question when your loved one is feeling spicy. You won't like the answer. Um, but we also want to say and take a minute to say that in this particular episode, something you're going to find in our notes and our captions um, is, a, is a number to the suicide hotline. And that while it's okay not to be okay, it is not okay to be having thoughts of self-harm or thoughts of ending your life or thoughts that maybe the people you love would be better off without you. Or that this situation would somehow be easier for you and everyone involved if you weren't here. Um, we want to take a minute to say, if you feel that way, please, please reach out to someone and get help. Because I promise you that just like you have a list of people that you're just grateful for the fact that they exist. Their presence brings you joy, whether it's a parent or a sibling or a best friend or a child or a niece or nephew. Every one of us knows that there's someone that just their existence brings us joy, peace, and happiness. Yeah, so true. I promise you, you are that to more people than you could possibly list. Mm -hmm. And so we want to encourage you that if, if you're outside of the scales that we're talking about and you fall outside the parameters of this conversation and you're not okay and things are not okay to a level that is dangerous, you know, please get the help that you need. Um, and we just want to set kind of the structure around this conversation and the lessons that we've learned being within that context of, listen, no matter how much work you do, even as a healer, as someone who's been doing this work for decades, and no matter how much work you're doing, life is going to be challenging. We were never promised that in our healing life would just get easy. Mm -hmm. Challenges hit different. We face them differently. 
we face them with different energy, but they don't just stop happening. And so that's really the context of this conversation. And I just thought it was important to, to say that. And no, I'm glad that. that you did because I've actually used that line before and they have support services for, you know, the person who loves you, that's concerned about you calling um, and prompts for what they can say to you. And then they have prompts for, you know, the person going through it. So I just think it's a really great resource and um, it helps a lot of people. And it, especially at that point where you don't think anybody really knows what you're going through or, or how to uh, move forward, you know, it's, it's really important. Yeah. We have both lost loved ones. Um, Gina, actually someone even more in an immediate family type situation. Yeah. So we know it's a serious topic. Um, and we know that it's something that needs to be addressed. So we wanted to do that. Um, but then now that we've done that, we want to kind of pull back in <laughs> and just say, hey, we're talking from this context of, like, I know she's getting through it. She is strong. That's not where she is. But at the same time, in this conversation, in this moment of awareness, she helped me to understand that while my intention was to try to make it better or try to be there to support her and help her, my approach was making it worse. It's making it worse. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> unintentionally, but yeah. also like when you ask that question, it almost puts, and I was thinking about this, um, it also puts that, you know, responding in that way, saying I'm not okay, actually puts you deeper into that feeling. Mm -hmm. So having to respond to people that way um, doesn't help. But I noticed that, reaching how she reached out to me and where are you on the Richter scale actually brought me out of it a little bit you know oh, wow. I was it did okay instead of pushing me further into it like the other question would have done yeah um and it has done because it's almost like for a minute for a second there you're the victim mm. and oh, good point and you want validation of how you're feeling and you, and you're so deep in it that you just want to be deeper in it. Like it, it brought me out of it to a point where I was like, Oh, you know what? Like I'm thinking about this on a scale and I'm actually a little bit better than I was thinking I was. And it made me like laugh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> even if this, the subject is very sensitive for people, mm -hmm. you know, you're there to support them. Or, you know, she says all the time, and I say it to people that I love, um, how can I support you today? Yes. You know, I'm sending you love. I'm sending you um, good energy, you know. Yeah. And, and that's when I would actually sit and actually send that person the love that they need. Because yeah. that really just, like, goes a long way, yeah. too. So the first lesson that we learned was it's okay not to be okay, right? Yeah. And that we have to admit when we're not okay. Mm -hmm. The second thing is... Um, and this is a big thing for me is all about saying what you mean, meaning what you say or speaking with integrity. And I have a, a book that I love that you can find on in our resources page and guide and through, we have like an Amazon link stuff, but um, the four agreements actually covers this pretty extensively. But so for, first of all, when you're reaching out to someone that you love, especially if you know that they're facing pretty significant challenges mm -hmm. No, mean what you say and say what you mean. If you already know the question, the answer to the question you're about to send, 
you probably need to be thinking differently about how you want to approach this person. The second thing is you have to tell people, one, where you really are in order for them to know. We cannot read your mind. While we may be reading your energy and we know something's off, that's what's going to prompt us to say, are you okay? Right? Maybe not the best question to ask. But the second thing is the people who love you really do want to help you. But most of the time, we really don't know how. And sometimes we can't. Mm -hmm. And I think you talk about that beautifully. So this is kind of a double-sided lesson to make sure you're using integrity, not only as the person that is in a place to want to support and to actively engage with someone, but from someone who needs the support. And you just said it a minute ago that I thought was so beautiful was when you said, I'm, I know that I'm not okay. I also know there's nothing you can do to fix it mm -hmm. because a lot of times when we love people, we wish we could fix it. And sometimes it's helpful for, for me to hear from you. Like, I appreciate that you're checking up on me. I know that you love me today. I'm here on the scale and I know you can't fix it. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Yeah. I mean, it's also about, I mean, that's actually something I learned from you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Come and get her twice. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying, I can't take full credit for that. But um, knowing that, like, I'm on the other side of this as well when I'm dealing with some, well, not dealing with, but when I'm talking to some of the people that I love um, and to keep a constant communication with them, like, say, for instance, you're talking to your husband or, you know, your significant other or um, somebody that's very close in your family. Um, like a, a parent or mm -hmm. anybody that's, you know, there to help you um, financially or uh, emotionally or anything like that. And you know, you're in that state where you need to communicate with them. So they're on the same page as you, mm -hmm. but also communicating to them that I'm, I'm telling you this because I want you to know what's going on with me but I also don't expect you to fix it for me. Yeah. Um, and letting them know that that's not why, like, yeah, that's not why I'm, I'm telling you this. Like I'm telling you this because I love you and I know that you want to support me and I know that, uh, you want to know what's going on. So I'm going to tell you what's going on, but I also don't expect you to fix it. Yeah. Like, I'm not telling you because I want you to fix it. I know that may not be like in your mm -hmm. wheelhouse right now or something that you can do, but I want to tell you truthfully, like, oh, and be honest yeah. about what's going on. So that triggered another thought for me. Um, me and my <laughs> sister have a situation, have a, a, a mutual agreement that when we call each other, we, if we're calling just to vent, maybe about something that's happened at work or something that there one of us is experiencing in our personal life, whatever it may be, we will precede that conversation before we dive in to say, hey, just want to let you know, I really just would like a minute to vent. And I'll even say yeah, that because you, you like did. I, do you one, are you do you have time for this? Do you have the energy for this? Because I just need a minute to vent, which is another way of me saying you can't fix this, you can't undo it. Um, I don't need a response. Yes. And I know that yeah. I have to pull myself out of this energetic response and this emotional response and that I'm the one that has to 
move forward from here, Mm -hmm. but just getting it off of my chest to someone that can listen and be a, sometimes it's a sounding board. A lot of times when, when loved ones call you to talk about the challenges they're facing and to share stuff with you, they're really talking themselves towards a solution. Yeah. And it usually comes to a solution. Yes. And they, but they find it, this goes back to me, like you are your own healer. You have the answers you need to solve your problems. The truth is that's the best solution will come from within you. But sometimes you need a sounding board to get yourself, to walk yourself to your own solution. And it may be that you give the person you're talking to permission to ask questions and ask for clarity, but in them asking those questions, they just lead you closer and closer to your own solution. Yeah. But you got to tell people you got, especially my husband, like for sure, my husband, because I mean, he's a provider and a protector and a fixer of things. So if I come to him and listen, normally when I come to him, I do need him to fix it. I'm having a tech problem. (laughs) There are spiders. I don't do insects in the house. That's his thing. There are just certain things I don't do. And so I am coming to you because there is a problem that I do in fact expect you to solve without my help. (laughs) And I may have made it worse before you got involved, especially with tech. So You, you know, don't come at me for the mess you may find that I need your help now fixing. But there are times when I want to come to him, maybe with my family things or with close friend things or things that I'm struggling with. And I have to let him know. I just, now I say, do you want some tea? Like I got some tea. Yeah. Or, like that. <laughs> yeah, or I'll call it. Cause then my, you know, yeah. My nature is to keep it light and fluffy, but it's to say, Hey, I just want to get something off my chest. Can you do that for me? So you got to let people know if you don't let people know, then, then they don't know they're going to, so what they're going to do is try everything that they know that's worked historically with you or someone else. And without realizing it, they could be making it worse. Yeah. So this was a profound moment because I feel like it taught me how to be a better friend and support person to the people that I love. So not just Gina as someone who's become my best friend. But my other girlfriends, I have a couple other girlfriends I'm really close to, my spouse, my sisters, like, how do we, how do we say, hey, I can tell something's not okay, but I don't know how to support you in this moment and I don't want to. Yeah. So can I, do you want to talk about it? Can I be here for you? Now, obviously, if you feel like this, this, and this is something we're going to get into, if the situation is getting extreme, if this person maybe is heading down a path of self-destruction then that changes this conversation yeah at that point it um and this is something that we have also both experienced and the the first time we experienced this I think both of us were fairly young I know I was was young so um we'll take some time to dive into that that kind of goes back toward that deeper conversation of if you're, if you just know, if you have this knowingness that someone's not okay and you're, you're finding different ways to try to approach and just say, listen, I can see, will you talk to me? And they want, and you have fears that they're not talking to anyone. That's where yeah. you may want to try to suggest and intervene and get them someone to talk to, or maybe rely on an expert for help. You know, you can always call a hotline to say, Hey, I'm worried someone may be having these thoughts. How can I help? intervene right that being said you can't save someone right if they're on a self-destructive path no matter how much you may want to save them you can't you you can't support them out of that and 
we may have time to circle back to that on this podcast. This may end up being another yeah, it podcast. Might be an, it might be another one because that goes back to um, sort of like the accountability yes. thing. And also <clears throat> what I wanted to touch on too is you mentioned, you, you know, everything that you have is within you. Mm-hmm. Um, So that goes for those people as well. And if they're not recognize, if they're not able to recognize that, then you can only control what you have and yeah, what you can bring to the table. And the best thing that you can do is give them resources so they can make those, those decisions on their own. Um, but also just going back to that too, is that, you know, with Missy being a healer and her doing a lot of these coaching sessions and getting messages from spirit and, you know, we're, we're both talking about these things all the time and how we discovered this topic. Mm -hmm. Um, we just want to continue to like share that, those types of things with you because, um, you know, doing those, those exercises and finding how to deal with these situations from within is really what's going to help those people out of this. But yeah, like the accountability thing, and that's got to be another Yes, yes. Yes. And we'll talk and we'll, we'll touch on that. But I think there's, there's us, it, there's us trying to help support each other in challenging times. And then, and then, but that took us down a road as we were having this awareness between each other, we started talking about what it was like to support, you know, other people. And when we started learning these lessons. And so that, again, for me, I was a teenager when I was kind of exposed to that for the first time. And we'll, we'll circle back around and talk about that. But the next thing that I want to mention is, you know, you, I really want to encourage you to have a conversation with the person that you know is facing a challenge and that you know they're not okay, right? It's okay that they're not okay. You understand that they're facing these significant challenges. You want to know how to support them. You want to make sure that you have a conversation with how is it okay for me to show up? It's okay for me to show up in these ways that make her laugh. And I do a lot of these peekaboo or the last one I sent you the other morning, it was kind of later in the morning and we hadn't connected yet. So I sent her a gift that was her still sleeping and these animals all around her like, good morning. But yeah, like just in case I didn't know what was going on this morning. Um, again, keeping it light, yeah. light and fluffy. If you love someone who's maybe in grief because they've lost somebody dear to them, whether it be a spouse, a parent, um, maybe even a child, you can't make the assumption that that approach is going to work or that it's going to be okay. So we learned that it's okay not to be okay. Two is you've got to say what you mean and what and mean what you say, whether that's from the perspective of being the person trying to support mm-hmm. and the person that needs support. Mm-hmm. Ask for what you need. Ask people to stop doing the things that are not helpful because, and you could do it from a place of love and respect for yourself and others, but you're letting, they don't know that they're making this worse for you unless you tell them. And I promise you, they don't, they're trying to make it better. They want to know what to do because they don't, and they're guessing, and that's just as uncomfortable for them. So that's the second thing. The third thing is you have to communicate, communicate, communicate. You have to have ongoing conversations about the way you're checking in and is this working and is this helpful? Don't assume that because you heard this approach first here on this podcast, you're like, I'm going to try this with my friend that's going through this. And it absolutely just come across the wrong way for them. So it really is about communicating with all the different people in your life and asking the question in an intentional way to say, 
How can I support you? And maybe you have somebody in your life where everything's going really well and they're having lots of wins and you want to help them celebrate. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. How can I celebrate you? Yeah. I want to be a part of this celebration. It's so fun to watch people win. I love being a cheerleader. I love cheering for other people. And it's one of the reasons I love doing what I do. It's helping people have um, aha moments and profound awareness and watch them make these little steps. And then all of a sudden this leap and watching all of these beautiful things happen as a result of that. Yeah. And even if you think that they're doing like from the outside, they look like they're doing great and you want it and you think that they don't need any, um, you know, praise or anything like that, or, uh, attention to those sort of things. They, they probably do because they're probably working really hard for that thing. And they want to hear that somebody else is noticing it because they may not hear that a lot. Yeah. Um, but one thing I want to mention too, with the communication thing is that like, I used to hold a lot in, mm-hmm. um, like when I was uncomfortable about talking about something, I usually wouldn't. Um, so noticing when it's uncomfortable and when you're thinking about that conversation and how to speak to somebody and knowing that it's uncomfortable, that's when, you know, you should probably do it. You know, that's that's when you, that's when you know, you should probably figure out how to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, and that's something I've been constantly pushed to do. And that's, I think how we got to this point. And, you know, I, I'm still learning and I'm still trying to be open and more in my communication. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something that like, I just wanted to point out because I know, you know, it's hard to talk about certain subjects sometimes. Yes. And the second you feel Mm -hmm. like, Oh God, this is really going to be uncomfortable. That's when you should probably do it. Yeah. You know, you made me think of something else. A good point (laughs) is the reason why I think it's so important to have integrity with your words is I think some of the resistance we have to being honest with people who ask us these questions are people who ask you questions, but they don't want the answer. Yeah. Right. So we've all been through periods in our life where it's just the socially acceptable thing to do to say, hi, how are you? My response to that now for the most part is, do you really want the answer to that question? Or are you just saying good morning or hello? Do you really want to know the answer to that question? Or you know what? Yeah. And on the other side of that, you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday about this and he was in a restaurant and he asked the waiter, how are you? And she was like, oh, I'm fine. And he's like, no, how are you? And she just unloaded. She was like, she's like, actually, um, like she just listed off. I'm not going to, you know, say what she listed off, but they were pretty traumatic things that had been happening in her life. And she was not okay. Mm -hmm. So that, how are, no, how are you really asking that question? You know, when it's somebody that maybe you're not you don't know um, them very well, or, you know, you're just trying to be um, a a passerby and a a sounding board for those types of people. That's showing love in a different way. That's like being open to, you know, maybe that person just didn't, everybody around her really knows what's going on. So she's getting the same 
things she mm-hmm. can't talk about it to anybody else. But this is a customer in a restaurant yeah. asking, no, really, how are you? Yeah. That comes, that comes across so much differently mm-hmm. than yeah. anything else. And that everybody has something going on, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you just sparked a course, like, a course <laughs> idea it. for me because I'm like, okay, you know, um, our words have power. Mm-hmm. We underestimate the amount of power they have. Yeah. And so when you, and that is a perfect example of just saying things we don't mean. Hi, how are you? In this case, the person meant it, right? But hey, hi, how are you? And the person's response is much like Gina's, right? She was just like, I'm okay. Knowing that actually someone asking probably for the hundredth time Mm -hmm. while she's waiting tables, asking her if she's, how are you? And her having to say it's okay when that's a lie to herself Mm -hmm. because it's the socially acceptable thing to do. Um, how are it's you really? why we really need to be so guarded and our words have power that makes them sacred mm-hmm. that's why it's so important for you to mean what you say so in this case by saying no really how are you i meant what i said i want i am asking because i genuinely authentically want to know maybe for the first time that day she felt seen. She yeah. felt heard. Yeah. And that may have been helpful. Um, but I think instead of doing a podcast, I think that would be a great course because I have yeah. great resources and materials and reasons, personal experiences, experience with clients on why I say um, that our words have power. They have the power to create and to destroy. We know that. We, we know things that historically have happened because of the words that come out of yep. people's mouths um and then the actions that follows um when those things happen so so that's something that just sparked within me but but it's important it's why it's one of the main lessons and it was a reminder for me like I know this I know to be more thoughtful with my words and I and I even told you know that I said I don't know why it took me so long to realize that I'm asking you a question I already know the answer to, and that's not really what I'm trying to ask, but it took me a minute to figure out a way to check in on you that felt good and genuine to me. That was actually what I wanted to know. I already knew how you were. Your intuition is already telling you. Yeah. Like, I knew how you were. You, knew you already that. know. You And that's probably why he asked that question twice too. Yeah. His intuition was saying, well, there's something wrong. Maybe she needs to be heard today. No. How are you really? Yeah. And it could be, you know, anybody in the street, but that's another thing I want to point out with our courses. She's talking about making this a course. I mean, they are really divinely guided, um, courses, which have a lot of value to them. Um, so like we don't just create them out of nowhere. They are really, um, intuitively, um, guided. So a lot of our courses have immediate actions that you can take, um, to start incorporating them into Mm -hmm. your life and using them in your life. So they have a lot of value and, um, you can find those, um, on our Instagram, um, through our link tree at SSS tribe podcast. So, um, if you just go on there and you want to check out and subscribe to those, they were, yeah, that one, she's probably going to work on next week. We're putting one up, you know, 
every week or every other week. So you'll have access to yeah. all of those and you can go through them on your own time. They happen yeah. fast. That's the thing I've learned about spirit is when they give you something and it's divinely imparted to you, it's a now moment. Yes. And what I often find that that means is that there's some one or a group of people um, that are looking for guidance and support and information on this particular thing. Mm -hmm. And so when what I have noticed with spirit is that if I don't act immediately, then the stream of what they give me slows down. Yeah. Right. Because the their intention is we're giving you something. We're inspiring this within you. And we want you to create and get this message out there to help others. Um, and that's another, just a quick, since again, this is, we're really just launching so many things at one time is part of what inspired me to do these digital courses and they have workbooks and those workbooks are meant to prompt you with those questions to send you on that journey within to uncover and have these moments of awareness and to help you and really expand um, as a person and within your soul and as a being. So I'm really excited about that. But part of what caused us to do that is I do offer a one-on-one -on -one coaching, but it's an incredible commitment. It's a time commitment. It's a financial commitment. And it's not something that everyone is either ready for, or they believe that they are ready for, for a multitude of reasons. Um, and I didn't want that to prevent people from having access to these moments of learning. And so we're sharing you know, we really felt this is something that we wanted to share on our podcast that anyone can have access to. Mm -hmm. um, we're not not creating a course on it or anything like that. Um, we wanted to give it to you in this platform. Then there are other things where, like in this moment where I'm being given this, this information and being said that would be a great course, it's because there's support books, support documentation. There's questions that need to be asked to prompt thoughts. And I'm like, okay, that's how I know. But this was such a profound moment for our friendship and together as friends, we, we were facing, we were facing some other things as well. And that kind of led us down, down the road of how do we support what kinds of challenges could people be facing out there? In this case, she has compounding challenges. She's not just going through a divorce, but then she, after that had already started, lost the job, decided to start the business. Um, yeah. But you know, there are people that are facing loss or yeah. facing the challenge of having to move. Maybe the move is a, is a good thing, but it's still the challenge of moving and the stress of moving. So again, Hey, how are you? Like, seriously, I'm in the middle of moving a house we've lived in for 15 years. How do you, how do you think I <laughs> yeah. am right now? Like really? <laughs> so, so again, it's just to help you be more thoughtful because it really, I don't know. I just remember just getting this um, like electric shot of energy that shot through me when I was like, when I had this awareness of, wait a minute. And then we had this conversation yeah. and I kept getting chills. I call those truth bumps. And we just knew there was something to this, but it's made our friendship stronger. And again, it's helped me to be more intentional on in the way I craft my words with all the people that I love and that I am supporting. And same with me too. Yeah. It it also led us down that conversation of, but what happens when there's someone you love that you see them heading down a path of self-destruction and you can't do anything about it because we've had those experiences multiple times in our lifetime. And we said, you know what, that's something too, that we want to help people with. Yeah. And we want to have it as a conversation through our podcast. 
as much as you can. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they are all on their own journey and path and you have to, that's something that will. Yeah. So I think this about them too. Yeah. A good time to wrap up yes. our, our mm-hmm. podcast for today. And, um, but stay tuned for more because yeah. you know, we've all, yeah. we've got more to talk about. Absolutely. <laughs> so I think for the next podcast, maybe we'll talk into, so, um, because it ties so beautifully back into our mission of radical personal accountability, you know, really, how do you heal from that perspective? But then also what can you do? How much can you really do for others? Yeah. Right. So we're, that'd be good. This is a, the conversation we ended up having after we had that profound conversation, we had other conversations and it took us down different rabbit holes and we were like, Oh my gosh, we should do a podcast on that. Or, Oh, we should do a course on this or we should. So it really just spurred a lot of beautiful things. And we're excited to bring that to you. They're coming so quickly. We have so (laughs) many ideas and so many good things that are going to be coming up with, whether it's on a podcast and free content for you on our Instagram free content and also on our Instagram membership and then on our courses, on our website, like there's so many good things that are on there right now and that we continue to work on that are coming. So, all right. Well, until next time, we uh, love you so much. We are so grateful that you're here and we are sending you all the love and light on your personal journey to healing and life transformation and greatness. Thank you for spending time with the sisterhood. Any links or resources will be posted in our show notes. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe, comment below, give us a thumbs up and share with all the wonderful women in your life. And if you want to experience even more of what sowing the seeds of sisterhood has to offer, be sure to visit us on our Instagram and check out our link tree. Until next time, we are so grateful for you, our tribe, and we send you all the love and light.